So you and your siblings are taking care of your dad. You have shifts and a group text. Even though you only have a few shifts a week, it feels like you're constantly getting those text updates. Or maybe you hire in-home care for your mom, but it seems like you're always seeing a new caregiver and have to explain again the best way to care for your mom who has Alzheimer's. I'm your host, Valerie Borgman, and if any of this sounds familiar, you won't want to miss this week's episode. I'm so excited to welcome Mike, the caregiver guy, and founder of the Caretaker app, helping families communicate with caregivers, doctors, and each other. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. I love what you're doing here. So what what even made you decide to create this app? You know what? I've told this variation of the story so many times and it never gets old. <laughs> so, you know, I, we all have someone that we care for, you know, that we love and we want them to have the best thing possible, right? And care is not exempt from that. And my background is in health science and pre-physical therapy. I end up having to go get some shadowing experience and I end up running into this guy in a nursing home. And first experience, horrible. Do you get the highest room? I never want to see that guy again. <laughs> Right? Two weeks later, I promise you, I said, you know what? I want to go get some home care experience. First home I get sent out to, his house. <gasps> no. I swear to God. No, oh. that's what you get, but I'm sent out to this guy's house. Oh my God. I'm sent out to this guy's house. And I was like, no, not this guy. <laughs> but long story short, like, that was the best years of my life, right? The best growing years of my life. His last eight years was the best and inspirational eight years of my life. And um, yeah, oh my God, it never gets easy. Um, uh, but unfortunately, you know, he, he passed away. Um, wow. You were his caregiver for the whole, the whole eight years? Um, yes, he had, he was, he went through two different agencies before that. And, and, you know, his, his whole family was going through this whole ordeal. And for me, I, I, I just saw a lot of the effects that the families had to take on a lot of the tasks that the families had to take on and essentially how it was affecting him as well. So I come from a perspective of self-care is the best way for you to show self-love, right? And it's two, it's two people in this journey, and it's not just the one that's being diagnosed right, with this neurological disorder. It's also the person providing this care. So I've seen it from both perspectives, from a professional's perspective and from a family perspective, because ultimately that's, I no longer saw him as my boss. I saw him as a friend. I just wanted what was best for him. At that point in time, when I wanted what was best for him, like most of us, I neglected myself. Right? I said, I'm going to figure out these problems. I'm going to solve them. And for most of us, it's put yourself in that, in that boat, put yourself in arms way. Right. And this is where the app actually became real for me, that it had to be another solution. 
And this is where you actually got really sick. And, Mm -hmm. you, you know, we see this so often where the caregivers get sicker than the people they're caring for. Yes. Yes. The day that my body shut down. My body shut down midway during performing my duties. Got down to my knees, curled up in a, in a fetal position. I slept away for four days. Only got up twice to urinate. And it was like, oh, man, I love you, but there has, to be, there has to be a better way that's safe for you and I. And um, then I began uh, kinking out this process. And it actually took me five years to actually get to the, to the point where I actually had a formulated app. Because once again, we make these promises, right? As care partners, as individuals, we, we make these promises. And we're so, we're so adamant on keeping these promises, but we don't realize when the promise that we've made is detrimental to us, mm. right? It, I feel like a promise should be broken the moment that you see that only one person is benefiting from it and it's detrimental to you. Yeah. And I realized that too late. That's when I created the app. So let's talk about it because it's so freaking cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love it. <laughs> so tell us exactly what the app is. So the app was created for a family member, anyone that is providing care for someone. And they have other people coming in to perform the daily tasks that it takes to provide personal care. Whether that's a shower or meals or whatever. Or whatever it may be. So it's specifically created for someone who's providing care to someone and is hiring outside help to come in to perform that, those duties. And what it does is that it helps you to save time. And I think that's the most important thing for all of us, but especially for caregivers that have a long to-do list. It's to save that time. It's to save you time from having to do specifically this, the one thing that gives you peace of mind, which is ensuring that these people coming in know what to do and how to do it. And from my own experience with Doc, my friend, it was that I can see seven people, seven new faces to come into the home to provide care. Wow. In a week. Yeah, I I can see that. That did not include myself, nor did that include another agency where we got two LPNs from. Because after my body shut down, I decided to focus more on self-care. So I changed that 12-hour shift into an eight-hour shift. But I plugged myself in the middle to ensure that, once again, everyone was communicating. That's the next thing that's important that this application does. It ensures that everyone is communicating throughout this aspect. Because what people don't know is that just because people are in the home does not mean they're communicating. And you're also talking about, you know, different companies having different systems and Mm -hmm. ways they do things. And what I love about the app is that you have the ability to add caregivers into the app. And now everybody has access to be able to not only enter their notes for their shift or as a family member to enter your notes, but everybody can see all the same information. That is correct. That, that is absolutely correct. And I think it's, it's nothing more important than first one, ensuring that these people know what to do, but also ensuring that these people are communicating with each other in addition to you. I truly believe that a family centric approach is always going to yield the best result. 
if families are using this, you know, just for them, we have a lot of family caregivers, right? They can take the app to the doctor's appointment Mm -hmm. and they don't have to remember everything. They don't have to find their notebooks and their handwritten notes. They can just take that to the doctor's appointment and say, okay, these are the symptoms. (laughs) This is what's been going on. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And and that is one of the other things that I wanted to get out of this application, being that I work from both sides, both perspectives, right? But I needed to start with the family side. I need to start with the family because ultimately I need to save you time. One thing I've learned in this space is that my biggest competitor is not actually another app. It's not. It's actually binders. It's a $3 binder. We are still stuck in this space where it's always been done this way. So I might as well continue to do it this way. Now, of course, you see this in skilled nursing because that's more of like a hospital setting. Mm -hmm. But in just a regular assisted living or a regular memory care, there are very few that have technology Mm -hmm. that that aid in that shift change. And so that's, I think, another application. And also that transition from home to a senior living community to actually be able, you know, if a family is utilizing this app, Mm -hmm. to actually be able to invite the director of nursing from the memory care community into the app Mm -hmm. where they can now see everything that's been going on. I just think that's so valuable. Worked in other capacities, right? What I've realized with uh, long-term care facilities, any LTC, assistant living, ALS, any facilities like that is that their working professionals are going to work within the confines of their licenses, right? So they're more strict with these individuals. A CNA is going to do a CNA's job. A nurse is going to do a nurse's job. And what it's, it differs within the home setting because in the home setting, all of them do practically the same job for the same pay, which is not supposed to be like that because there's no one hovering over you to say, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll find you if you don't do this. I do love the, the point that you brought about the transition, though. I love that point. I, I didn't look at it from that point. So I love that transitioning point and inviting these individuals into the home so you can make your place the new home. Yep, Once exactly. again, receiving the information. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I wrote that down. <laughs> I'm glad. That's free. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> the next one's going to call you. you. That's for you. <laughs> you know, we we also work with a lot of families that siblings are all taking shifts, Mm. providing that care. And I thought this is also such a great thing for them to be able to, you know, we're talking about Mm -hmm. adult children who have jobs. They have children, they have their own activities, they have everything they're doing. Right. And so to be able to have this app (laughs) where everybody is putting all this information in and and it doesn't take a 20 minute phone call for a handoff. It just takes you looking at the app. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And that that is essentially if even if we're to look at additional distant caregivers coming in to take shifts or we're looking at professionals coming in, this is the thing we try to squeeze in weeks, days of information in an hour time span. Let's look at that. Now, how much of that is, are you actually going to retain? I don't even recall what I ate on Monday. Today's Friday. I don't even recall what I wore. Like, you know, so it's, it's these things that it makes it difficult. And I, I just put out a video the other day stating that how can you get more relatives to help? And I truly think that we need to take the logical standpoint of building confidence. Because think about when you first discovered your loved one had this neurological disorder. You were not 
confident that you can perform the task. You were not confident in your ability because you weren't trained. It all took up, it all led up to you building that confidence and making it as easy as possible. And I think that's what we have to do. And I think that's what the app does. It translates information that you've took some years or days to acquire and putting it in my pocket. And what I've learned from a professional standpoint is that we want information when we need to use it. I don't want it no other time. How can you do that? You can't, you, you, you have to work a job to keep the lights on, right? And I think that is the accessibility of it all. I, 100% of the time, I've realized that professionals coming in, you can give them all this walkthrough all you want to, but they don't need it or want to use it until they need to use it. And that brings up another good point because you have different categories in the app. Yes, yes. Talk a little bit about the categories. Absolutely. So the category function came from really from my, my PT background because my background is in health science and pre-physical therapy. And it came from that background in the sense of people learn differently. You have some people that can write down a note or read a recipe and it's like, boom, I got it. I got it exactly. And then you have some people, I need to go to YouTube and really see uh, what's going on. You know? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's both of us. But what this leads to is that I knew the visual effect of things was a lot simpler for people because that is one of the issues with agencies, right? Is that you have a nurse coming out to do the initial assessment, but it is her interpretation of your interpretation of what your mother needs, right? So therefore, as a professional, when I come into the house, I'm reading your interpretation of her interpretation of what I need to do. Yes. Once again, going back to that family-centric approach, if I'm getting it directly from the horse's mouth, it's less likely I'm going to screw up. Exactly. What has been some of the feedback that you've gotten? A lot of the feedback that I've received has been, oh, when, if, I, if I would have had this, you know, X amount of years ago, it's very convenient. Essentially that, yeah, this is, this is well needed. This is certainly needed in this space. I, I, I looked at it from a perspective of a family seeking outside help to bring them in and the pain points that we went through. What I've ran into and what I've discovered is that there's care partners in this world, right? And these are individuals, typically the ones that are providing 80, 90% of the care. So their rationale makes some sense. The rationale is that, well, I provide all these hours of care. What do I need to use an application for if I'm always the one providing the care? That falls into what caused my body to break down, the I'll do it myself syndrome. Well, and... And also what happens when that person's sick and now someone does have to fill in. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Not, not even just like end of their rope sick, but what if they just have, you know, the flu <laughs> and they can't come in. That is exactly what it is right there. And that's another perspective. I think we need to keep in this space is that no one is Superman. Anybody who you hire, they can get sick. They have a life outside of this, in, including you. Begin to work as a team. That's, that's really the concept of it all. The caregivers on the floor can show you what's going on. And then the family relatives, additional relatives coming in can all up it. And it's not up to you to continue. You're the overseer, but you don't have to constantly include this information because other people are, are doing it with you. So what would you say would just, I mean, what it would just be your number one tip for families as they're trying to coordinate all of this? My number one tip is actually going to turn out to be two tips. But my number one tip is this, routine. The word is routine. 
Figure out whatever routine that your loved one has. Figure out whatever routine that you guys have, right? And yes, you have to understand that you will be the one to take the arrows in the back because you're going to have to be the one to uh, put in time to ensure this is the proper routine, this is the best routine. And when it changes, yes, you're also going to have to be the one to delegate that information to everyone else. Hence why the app is here. And the second thing is to use these words. Embed them in your mind. The word is no. In every variation, learn those two things right there. Routine and learn to say no. Learn to say no. And I don't care who it is. It can be the doctor. Tell them no too. Because you must understand this. No physician, no anyone with any letters, alphabets at the end of their name, which you may feel inferior to at some point, knows more than you when it comes to your loved one. I promise you that. No one's going to know more than you on what your loved one needs, uh, what your loved one is feeling in any capacity, because most of them are going to begin to write your loved one off as they begin to age. Now that just comes to old age. I almost lost my mind when somebody told me that about Doc. No, I'm telling you it's something wrong. You know what? This is, not what I, this is not what I put my tax dollars towards. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll gladly say, can you please give me someone else to speak to? No one. Believe, just trust in yourself. Trust in that. This week's episode is brought to you by Care Trainer, your all-in-one caregiving assistant. No more paper trail or sticky notes. Training videos, schedules, and live care notes in one single app for all in-home caregivers. Find more information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable.